I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fly at 8 113 ready for takeoff. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Boom. What are you telling me? Hey, man, I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. What are you saying? Hello. <laughs> man, like Pampy in the building. Man, Trust like Kwame in the building. Without Sanziaf. Sanziaf today. Sanziaf. Shout out, shout out, yeah. Shout out, yeah, every single time. I know he's going to listen to this uh, on a, a Thursday. Fall asleep, On a Thursday. And I, do you know what? It's so sick when we're not like part of the recording and to be like um an, a listener for yeah, the nice. podcast. Do you know what I'm saying? It's and, like, nice, yeah. You get to experience it as everybody else does on a Thursday or whenever they listen to it. Mm. And and feel like they're part of the audience rather than like the um the creators, the creators of this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Um and Kwame. Yes, Who are the creators of this podcast? Would you like to tell me what you're listening to? I'm glad you to? asked, Kieran. On this late Wednesday over in Amsterdam and London, <laughs> you'll listen to the Out of Home podcast, an award-winning platform brought to Jeez. you by Londoners who met in Amsterdam and who are sparse or who are, who are living in different parts of the world, <laughs> bringing you vibes about ourselves and bringing you dope stories of people in our network and, yeah, people that we are as well. And I myself... I'm reporting live from Amsterdam. I have my guy, hooded up Henry. <laughs> hooded uh, up Henry. Shout, <laughs> shout out to, what do you call it, Showtime Steve. Uh, Kieran is holding things down in London, plus four operation. And Yaf, our, our much beloved fourth member of the Awesome Foursome, is taking some time out. He'll be back very soon. And if you can excuse me, I have a... F- 14-year-old pug that is violently barking at me to get her attention because she insists that I, I, I feed her some like chocolate chip like cookies, which I've never done before and I won't because I would like her to live. So Shout that out is to Gnep. <laughs> so like that is the, that is the state of play. But Kieran, how are you, my Yo, brother? Bro. I'm good, man. I'm not too bad, man. I'm not too bad. Today's been a, a busy day. Um just been up and down up and down but i'm glad to be on the the call with you guys you know like every every thursday or every week we come together and chat about what's been popping and what's been going on but i'm blessed man i I can't complain man it's been a good week so far um obviously i'll get into what made you smile but how are you lot over there in amsterdam and Jeanette? (laughs) you can hear it yeah Okay, go on, Yeah, now it's been just getting back to kind of work work life, which is uh interesting. Well, let's just say it's it's not it's not Lagos and it's not Cameroon, let's put it that way. And <laughs> just getting acquainted with Zoom with Zoom calls and um a lot of unnecessary deadlines and mm. general panic and disarray. 
And then sometimes you just catch yourself wondering, like, does any of this actually matter? So it's kind of Bro. in that head space of drifting. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to see some familiar faces and um, yeah, just back into a bit of a routine. Big um, question that actually, isn't it, uh, Stephen? Because like, I guess you said there's like panic, but you know, Nigeria, Cameroon, there seems to be a lot of panic and a lot of chaos that happens, but it almost makes sense. I know we touched upon it last week, but like I was just speaking to my uncle just now, just before we got onto this call and I was telling him about my time in Cameroon and that. And I was just like, unks, like there's so much chaos and so much like disorganization that it makes sense. And people just get on with it and you almost expect it. But you come back to Europe and the moment... Say again, bro. Chaos that works. It's chaos to us, but it's actually just their normal. Right. But then one thing, like, doesn't meet the requirement over here in pandemonium. Yeah. Yeah. People people just start to lose their shit. And I'm, I'm like one of those people that say if chaos ensues, Mm -hmm. I feel almost at home. Cause it's like, all right, well, well, I, I never, like, in those moments, I, I, I am prone to a panic. Don't get me wrong. But, I think I'm only, I only panic when it's about me. Say if mm-hmm. I've like forgotten or done something, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta sort this out. But if it's, if panic or if there is like chaos around me, and I say that in like the people sense, when people start to, I'm like, I seem to, I tend to take the, the calm, let me, let me be the calming influence on these people and try and figure that shit out. It's mad that. Yeah, no, no, no. I've, I think chaos is here is just everyone for themselves. And um, mm-hmm. but you're you're right. Like people don't like in in Europe anyway. People don't like things that aren't. We're so used to being in a routine. So anything out of that throws everybody mm-hmm. throws everybody off. Like you, like a, a train being ten minutes delayed in London <laughs> is like like oh wait, my god. Wait wait. Uh, do I have to be the the do I have to be the like voice of reason here? Go on, son. So. You lot spend some time, maybe, you know, three to five weeks in Cameroon, three to, yeah. weeks you, uh, three to uh, five weeks for you, Pampi. And now it seems that the Out of Home podcast is now anti-European. So it seems like, it seems like I didn't say like, that. Yeah, man. No, man, this shit's over. What? So two weeks there, fam. And now you lot are talking about this thing like you've been living there the last 32 years. So that's quite interesting. But, no, 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 but um, it's I funny. hear you, man. Uh, um, I hear you and I feel you, but... Um, yeah, it's just uh no, you know what it is? I I I I can understand because I've kind of not had it, but it takes some time getting used to the way things are now, isn't it? You understand? Yeah, because like, yeah, yeah, we yeah, were yeah. we were really going on our trip, all of it was sponsored by Vibes and Inshallah. And that isn't the case in the UK mm, or the Netherlands. Mm, mm. You understand? Like I haven't used it once. I've only used it to refer to Cameroon. Yeah, like you can't you can't be using vibes and inshallah to tell your boss like, oh yeah, like it's coming. Like, the, <laughs> <laughs> like the the work's coming. That like, trust me, vibes and inshallah. Oh, 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 bro. Oh, 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 oh when's yesterday. it gonna come? When's it gonna come? Oh, it will come. It will come. Don't worry. Don't worry. It will come. <laughs> it's, it's very much gates. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Eight gates. Yes, my question, Kieran. Yes, and Stephen. Yes, what made you lovely chap smile in the last week? 
Hey, we didn't do this last week. No, we did not. We didn't do this last week. And I only, re- I only realized at the end of the, of the podcast, I was like, oh, we didn't actually do what made us smile this week. Um, but I can, I can take this one. I can take this one. Uh, I will start by saying the thing that has made me smile. I can start by today, actually. Today, I went to, um, uh, an exhibition at the Tate called Life Between the Islands or yeah, something like that. I think it is. I think it's that. And it's basically a exhibition that documents, uh, from maybe the early 1950s to now about black, co- black Caribbean culture in the UK, starting off with like the Windrush, uh, and, and showing art from a bunch of different artists, um, up until present time. And, um, the reason why I went is because my uncle, Neil Kenlock, who is a photographer, um, a, f- well, a philanthropist, uh, he also, uh, started Choice FM at, in its, in, was a founder of Choice FM. He had some of his, uh, photos on display nice. uh, in the exhibition today. It's really nice to just, uh, to go there to experience that, to be really proud of like some things that mm. my family have done, you know, in the past and to notice that like when you document certain things, um, it, 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 it leaves a legacy, you know, like during that time, he joined, so he was uh, the official photographer of the Black Panthers, the British Black Panthers, mm. uh, during the seventies, uh, early seventies into the eighties. And, um, basically obviously England was going through a lot of change, a lot of, um, there was a lot of, um, racism within, the British Isles as it ha- has done and, and continues to, but there wasn't a lot of people that were like taking ph- photographs and documenting that time. So my uncle with his, f- with his camera, um, yeah, took some really important pieces of the time. Um, him and a lot of his contemporaries there were able to give you a, a looking glass into a time period that wouldn't be forgotten, but with the help of his imagery, you can get a sense of what was actually happening on the ground mm-hmm. during that time. And it's, it was really lovely, man. I bumped into his wife whilst I was there. My auntie, my auntie was there, which was really random. Um, and there's like this part of the exhibition where you step into uh, a typical auntie's house, like a typical Caribbean auntie's house. Uh, it's dope. Like they've got like, um, the, the pattern floor, like the fish ornament, like if you're Caribbean and you, you've got an you know about that, like, um, plastic bags, like the, the, the radio, like the telegram sort of thing on the side, the radiogram on the side. And it was really, it was really sick, like just to be there, um, to, um, yeah, to, to feel really proud that like my family's been able to do something like that in, in the past as well. Like, so yeah, man, uh, that, that, that made me smile. Um, what did I do on the weekend? Uh, I can't even, brother, I can't even remember what I did on the weekend. Well, it was. Do you it know was what all I, a blur. You know, it was, it was, it was, all, it was blur. all a blur. It was all a blur. Like, um, no, like, I just had a really good week, man. Like, met some really dope people. And, um, just been getting back to like living in London and feeling like, oh yeah, I'm back here. It's almost a year since I left. Oh, this yeah, week I was will thinking be, about this. Yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah. a year. It's almost yeah, this a week, year. This week will be wow. a year since I left Amsterdam. And a lot has happened. I think a lot has happened. A but lot. I think I was, I was going through a lot of, um, changes. And I've, 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 I've I feel like I've only just started to, um, really, 
um, embrace the fact that I'm, I'm here. Like the flat is slowly coming together. Um, I'm, I'm starting to feel like myself coming back to like being, being back in London. So yeah, that's been what's been making me smile, man. What about you, man, over there in plus three one Amsterdam time? CET. Um, Stephen isn't smiling because Man United are currently losing. But I can go. Yeah, no surprise there. Um, But I can go. Um, Bruv, I'm in a weird state of flux. Okay. I'm in in between jobs. Mm. So I'm currently unemployed. unemployed. (laughs) And boy, oh boy, is it it, it a concept? (laughs) Yes, Jinep. I agree. Yes, you, you can definitely bark on that one. It's so interesting to be like free in it. Talk to me, man. What what what's like? What what are you using your time to do? Like what what is fun employed been like for you? Uh, this dog, fam. No, it's I'm, fine, man. Uh, Ambiance. Uh, uh, okay, cool. Do you know, what's, like I don't want to sound like a cliche footballer. Don't don't raise your lip at me. <laughs> Thank you. I'm taking each day as it comes, bro. You understand? Like <laughs> like like. Yeah, yesterday I was like, oh, let me go to the gym. Then I was like, no, it's raining. I'm not going to go to the gym. So I'm going to do a little like YouTube workout. Do you understand? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah just relaxing, like do, doing a little like research and, and like using our time around my schedule, which is basically free. And like, please, I'm recording on a war winning podcast. Can you relax for five minutes? I do a lot for you, fam. <laughs> No, it's everything. Not if okay, not. cool. Most Trust things. Me. Anyway. <laughs> Trust me. Um, okay. Anyways, so but yeah, basically, I've just been, I've just enjoyed um, having time, having time, time for myself, having time to reflect. And like Kiki, I don't think the same because I haven't, I haven't moved countries or locations. But the last six months or what, a lot has changed. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of kind of reflecting on that. Being with the company I was at for almost seven years, it gives you a lot to think about your experiences. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm I'm just enjoying looking forward. Like there are, there are, there are some times when I'm feeling a bit weird where I'm like, it's 11 o'clock, I'm still in bed. I'm like, bro, enjoy that bed space. You deserve it, do you understand? Bro, you really so, do, man. You really so, do. You really do. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's, it's week one of many more to come. Let, let, let's just say that, uh, yeah. like properly. And I'm enjoying it. I'm going to pass it over to my main man in Amsterdam, Stephen. Hello. Adampa. Good one. Because, <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. cut that out. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> no. That's been a shitty couple of weeks, but if I say, like, what made me smile, say, see my, see my brother. That's must be really nice. Um, Shout out to Yeah, yeah it's good. Tala. Like, long overdue, but I haven't, he's been in Amsterdam, so it's good catching up with him and, seeing how he's finding the city, how he's finding his feet and um yeah, just seeing him in his zone and create a new life outside of outside of home. So that's been good to see. And then yeah, yes, Janet. And I think the other one uh will definitely be in a couple of hours it's gonna be Anna's birthday. So shout out to Anna. Oh, okay, okay. Shout, shout out, to out to Anna. Happy wait, birthday. Wait, so, so last week, what's that the birthday you were you were referencing? No, 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 that's Richard. That's my friend. Oh, okay. Oh, oh you upset because you. But I don't think we want. We were cancelling your birthday shout out. But anyway, sorry. Shout out to Anna. I'm going to come back and feed this dog. Give me two seconds. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, it'll be Anna's birthday. And obviously, like, when this pod started, like, she was a big part in helping support um, yes, what we're doing. Sure, always giving Original feedback. Original out of homie. Yeah, always giving feedback. Always, um, 
encouraged me to do the content for the pod and things like that. So, like, shout out to her for her birthday as well. And then, um, but yeah, so I say those two things have been like a bright spark in this in this week where I've been adjusting back to European life. Oh man, that's that's dope, man. That's dope. I feel like um, being able to share some of your successes and even your down moments with your partner is is something so beautiful in it. So, shout out to Anna. Thank you for being there for yes, supporting yes, yes. us. You get me. Um, Jinep is now fully fed. I was going to say, yeah. Kwame I don't think it's fully fed. Bottle. Bottle. We heard him say, I'm not going to give him to this dog. And he is now maybe gone not, and fed the dog. Not chocolate chips, but giving us that. We have returned. Um, okay, you're back. Okay. These <laughs> men with, with their Wi-Fi. But um, I was just going to say, um, just quick, quickly, and not even, not even, maybe not quickly, but maybe we should just um, talk about this for a little bit. Uh, it was announced, what was it, a couple of days ago, that Jamal M- Edwards, MB, um, sadly lost his life, or passed away, um, to, I believe, it, I, I don't know what the actual cause of his death was, but it was sudden. Thirty-one year old entrepreneur, philanthropist, um, a man who has birthed a lot of careers through his platform SBTV, Mm -hmm. um, and who was, by all accounts, and what I've seen through people that have known him, and from my small encounter or encounters with him, was a man who touched a lot of individuals and gave them the platform to speak to create to be themselves and also the first of 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 men, a pioneer bro a pioneer the first black channel i guess of the internet era where we were able to see some of our favorite artists go at it like i've got so many different memories of just like sbtv F64s, warm-up sessions, <laughs> countless videos. Like, he was the person that gave me the, um, um, gave me like the vision to see, like, raw, like, this is something that we could potentially, we could do or uh, something I could do or just being able to see like artists and some of my favorite artists go at it. So I, I wanted us to spend a little time just talking about Jamal, um, and what he gave to the scene the UK scene and, and beyond. And, and yeah, just like give him his, like pay him some respect on our podcast, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think, um, for me, it's just kind of like the amount of lives, uh, he touched, you know, like everywhere, all the people that I knew had some sort of personal encounter with him or had some sort of fond memory of him. And I know like everybody, there's nobody that had a bad word uh, to say about him and to be like 31 and touching that many lives. That's, an, that's our age, mate. And like, just yeah. look at all the lives and all the big lives that he's he's touching, the, the difference um, that he's made. And also to start that platform at that time, I think uh, in the roles that we work, a lot of, Times we go into meetings where they talk about oh community this community that but like you know SBTV like that that was a community when you look at kind of how that started with him kind of um, looking to put people on looking mm-hmm. to kind of um, you, you know with his interest get share a platform in order to get others to shine and I think that's kind of like a beautiful 
sentiment of how a community can be born and grown. And I think a lot of those principles are still uh, valid today. But I think just the amount of like lives he touched and like you say, like what he achieved in such a a a young age, um, still relatively young as well, is is what was touching for me and like just a lesson in terms of how we try to create platforms these days and connect with people, like just genuinely doing that with a lot of heart and um, sincerity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, what, what, definitely well said, Pampi. Um, what what I think is interesting for me it was it was um, his not even his legacy, but just that the, the the impact he had. So the amount of careers he touched and helped launched because and don't forget, like um, this was a very important person in black 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 British music, but also like British music because a lot of times in the UK. We 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 uh we kind of we kind of like take things in that happening in America, right? Yeah. But this was something that was truly our own. This is something, and SPT, SPTV um was, was was a place where you could you see the best artists from the UK. You understand? And then like the best part 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 about it was that like you could see someone MC and you'd be like, wait, that's the ends, like that the, the, the that's my local bus route. You understand? So mm-hmm. it, it wasn't somewhere in New York or somewhere far away or somewhere that could easily be. There's definitely a freestyle where it recorded in some some area of London that you may know or or you may frequent. And the impact he had, like helping launching the careers of like Stormzy, Dave. Jesse J, Ed Sheeran, Crepton Conan, people saw millions of records around the world. But like, Dave was one one to like, knows their talent. And I think that's part really important for me is his character. Um, Because everyone that worked with him and there's so much people that had from different walks of life, be it in music, be it with charity, be be it with um, associations or what have you, or, or in film, everyone just says, he was a humble guy and all he wanted to do was help. It wasn't about an ego. It wasn't about clout. He just had a, he, he just had a passion and an energy and, and he was always smiling and like I love to hear those things because you know uh, and like shout, 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 I mean this is amazing in 2011 mm. Jamal mm. Edwards had a national advert the made Google by advert. Google yes. yes it was so yes. sick but let, let me let me say that again in 2011 that's 11 years ago Yo. he 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 was 31. When he um sadly, when he sadly, Jeanette, please, when he sadly passed away, that means when he was twenty, this video was made, and yeah. by twenty, there was enough of an impact and brilliance and content for Google, yeah, <laughs> one of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah. Do you understand? And uh, he, I, I believe he he had a he had a partnership because of the influence of SBTV. He had a partnership with um with with, with 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 um Sony Music, and yeah. just he did so much not only in terms of music but also for the community and yeah. So I just have to we just have to like pay our respects, and it it was very weird and it's um and it's just another reminder. I think we spoke about it in the WhatsApp group, especially with Yaf, that this like our time isn't promised. Do you understand? So all we could do is just like try to uh, help others, help ourselves, and just. That's it. I mean, like it, it's and it, it's it's been really touching to see. Uh, there's been some kind of like street parties um, held in his honor in, in West London. He, right, I saw uh, that too. yeah, he had like a no. He sorry, he has a, a mural that that went up uh, a while ago, which is great that he was able to get a lot of his flowers while still on this earth. And people have been recording freestyles, 
drinking, playing music, like just enjoying life. So that, yeah. that, that's nice that even though he's passed away and it's a very untimely death, we uh, uh, we, st- we still are, or people still kind of celebrate his legacy and achievements. Yeah. It's sad to see, man, like um, we've lost a, a couple of great creative minds in the last 12 months, especially black men as well. And like for... For Jamal to go, I think it leaves a big hole in the creative community for um, storytellers and people to bring communities and build platforms, you know, like he here's, here's an individual who not only had the, the vision to pick up a camera and go to, go to ends, like ends that didn't belong to him and put people in front of a camera, put his culture in front of camera and document that at the time is also of someone who was able to like foster relationships with some people that we potentially would never be around. Like I'm sure that him, uh, was it Richard Branson that you, you I, I, I think sometimes I'm always like seeing like those two synonymously in, in, in some respect or there was some sort of like connection there, but like being able to, move in those circles and to show like a next generation or even us that it's very po- like possible for us if you have a, a vision and a, and a work a work rate and effort a work ethic to make those things happen and it was just like wow man there's a big hole there's there is an opportunity for all of us to step up and you know take 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 like our own narratives and, and, and start to build them for ourselves. Cause as you said, Kwame, like things aren't promised, man. Like a, a man was 30, 31 years old, which is very close to where we are in life. And, it, and I think it really hits home when you hear that it was sudden, you know, like, and for me, it's one of those ones where you start to look within yourself and ask yourself a question like, not that are you doing enough, but have you done the things that you are, um, that you're proud of? Or have you done things that you want to do and have been able to achieve in your life, innit? And where, where, where's the ceiling? And I think like, it's really important for us to kind of like challenge ourselves each day um, to be great, but not put pressure on ourselves to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, challenge yourselves to want to be better each day, but also remember that, like, you know, you got to give yourself some love at the same time as well. That's not to say that he didn't, but I just makes like, that's the type of, like, thought that has been running through my mind the last couple of days since this is, this, this, this news has come, come out. And it's like, I really wish for everybody who listens to us and everybody that's out there that, you know, that we have an influence over people that we are are close to, to really just do the things that make them happy, you know, like whatever it is, don't, don't like wait till tomorrow. Like if you can do something today, that's going to make you smile. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're going to do something today that's going to make you feel a little bit more fulfilled. Make sure you do that in it. Like, but don't put pressure on yourself. Like, Do it if it feels right. I think... Um, we again and i think I'll, I'll go back to like the whole idea of like being in cameroon being in in europe uh, especially being in london there's a pressure from the things that are around you to um get you need to get this you need to do this you need to do this at this point you need to have this and i think sometimes it takes you off your square it makes you um it makes you look at somebody else and think, oh, my man's doing this, I need to do that. Or my girl's doing this, I need to do that. And it's like, nah, everybody has their own journey. Everyone has their own race that they need to run. I wouldn't even call it race. Everyone has their own walk. Do you know what I'm saying? And some things come at different times. Some things come at um, moments that you you least expect it. But I would say like, it's really important just to focus on yourself and, you know, and make sure that you are right within yourself and doing the things that make you happy rather than watching another person and, and, and thinking about that. So yeah, that's, that's, that's how, um, I've been thinking about that, that a little bit. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else to, to add to it, but, um, I think like it kind of leads quite naturally into uh, another, like a, another um, pioneer, another visionary of another um, person who has obviously been in the news a lot recently due to... A bit too much, probably. A bit too much, a bit yeah. Too much. Um, like, obviously, a lot of things have been clouding around his, like, divorce, um, his uh, ongoing battle <laughs> with uh, Pete Davidson, and uh, it's not a battle yet. It's not a battle. is uh he's uh taking the what's he call it? He's um taking a back seat. Yeah, yeah, literally. He's chilling. But um I, I bring him up because when I when I at the top of this I spoke about like my uncle making me smile this like today and this week and him being someone who has been able to document a a, a time that you will never be able to see again. And obviously like with Jamal being someone at the precipice of UK music and grime and being able to document that at a time, this person, Kanye West, was documenting his life from his come up. Well, not him, not just him. There's a man called Kudi. Um, and, and we're talking about the Yeezus documentary on Netflix. Uh, we haven't watched episode two. Episode two is out as we speak, but we have all watched episode one. And I just wanted to get everybody's thoughts on um, the, that the first episode, like what it meant to you, like what 
what were you thinking when you saw it? Like, how did it make you you feel? Um, because I I genuinely think that that piece of like film art documentation is pardon to replay the word, but genius in some respects. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to love to get you lot's thoughts on that to just to see you are going. I mean. I think there's a bigger conversation to have around just documentation, actually, because yeah. um, it, when I was doing the event last year, when we were speaking to a lot of uh, people on the ground, they were just talking about documentation, documenting, documenting. And I'm quite curious how, uh, slightly bit of a tangent, but I'm quite curious how it will be in the future, because these days where we have phones and it feels like probably documenting maybe too much, if anything, like... Um, I'm curious to see what the impact of our level of documentation on the future is because I think like um, it was interesting to see in the Kanye documentary just like he started it from early, which I think is kind of like the bridge to where we are at right now is just to have the presence of mind to know that um, this journey is worth documenting mm-hmm. um, was really, really interesting because I think if you look through back at history, there's things that we wish were documented, but like just that mindset uh, perhaps wasn't there or the technology, the access to technology wasn't there. But like now we're living in an age where probably every moment is documented. So I'm very curious to see like, you know, maybe 20 years from now, what, the, what that document, what the next documentary looks like, knowing the cameras are there. But I think on Kanye specifically, um, yeah, it was, it was inter- I think the most interesting part was just to see the connection with his mum and just see how powerful uh, a mother's love is mm-hmm. and kind of like the genesis of everything that he is. Um, I was everything, everything I am. Everything, everything I am. am yeah. yeah. And then, everything I'm not, maybe everything I am. Yeah. Great song. And then just to see like, um, as as he was going through this, it's almost, it almost felt like a little bit cliche because you could see like where he was getting... Um, the the titles for his music or his tracks from or why certain tracks were the way we're from so it was just amazing to see like the authenticity and the realness and obviously see like when you see Kanye you see Donda and yeah Yeah, that's beautiful that's beautiful um uh, yeah uh you know for me it was um very exciting um because uh I used to have a I'm I'm humble flexing but I used to have a blog um, years ago what was the blog called? let's not do that (laughs) nah bro what was the blog called? offline only fans only uh, shout out to like people that are willing to pay like uh, Carl and them people there no um, so what do you call it Um, so uh, why I'm saying that is because um, I knew of the work of Kudi and Chike when they were working with like Dame Dash and they were filming videos of uh, DD172, which was a, a creative studio where artists would record like Currency and Stally and the Black Keys. So I, I'm on the work and they had the name Creative Control. So then years later, I was hearing about this Kanye documentary. I was like, okay, oh, Kudi and Chike from Creative Control. And I'm a big Kanye fan um, of his music more and more, uh, less of the man every day, it seems. But um, <laughs> it was beautiful because it just it just showed you in a in a positive way, Kanye West hasn't really changed. No, like man. he's always been super passionate. He's always been kind of aloof. He's always been kind of in his own world, but he's always been super proud and confident of the of his musical abilities. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And he's always been driven. 
Um, and it was really like, 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 like Stephen said, it was really like beautiful to see because even though there were some times where he was up in the air and a little bit arrogant, his mother kept him grounded, it seemed. Like his mother always, like his, his mother always brought him down. And it's, it's kind of, it's released at almost the perfect time, maybe from Netflix or the director's point of view, because Kanye West is probably at his most uh, disengaged or most. Uh, disenfranchised or toxic but uh, in this documentary that we see we see like a charming hopeful human being do you understand that's somebody who has literally a dollar and a dream and Mm. all he wants to do is just like get his his word out so I really enjoyed it Um, it also shows that he's a true artist and what I, 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 I um, yeah, and, and the reason why I was hyped because a lot of people like yourself, Kieran, like my cousin Edward, like um, our good friend and, and former guest of the show, like Jenny, had told me that I have to watch this documentary. And I was like, oh, this woman takes too long. I had to wait to Mir to watch it. They 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 we watch it together, and I was like. Wow, this is beautiful. And I also realized something. So sorry to go on around. This is my no, keep going, man. Keep going. But like, um, you know, you know, for me and Kieran, you might attest to this, but, you know, I've never been on the streets, but when I was younger, I love rap music, but a lot of rappers I can't identify with or mm. because they were rapping about a life I knew nothing about. Mm. But Kanye West was talking about regular things like coming from a normal home or, or going to school or having school dreams. And I think as a, as a, as a, a black man and a black uh, what do you call it, musician? He must have inspired. A, oh, sorry, a musician. He must have inspired a lot of people because he 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 was showing them to not be what people want you to be, just to be who you are. Yeah. Do you understand? Like yeah. on the same album, he had slow jams and Jesus walks. He had he had breathe in and and breathe out. Like you know, like he 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 he, he, was, he was talking about. Would it be cool to rap about gold if I told the world I copped it from Ghana or Mali? You understand, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. is which is which is a, a beautiful like a duality. Um, so for you, know, for me, it just that like, stirred up um, a lot of a lot of moments of, of my childhood, and just just, just yeah. to see a young, young artist with their passion who's who, who's been able to become. Well, I was I was gonna say bigger than the wildest dreams, but for Kanye, I, I think he knew he was going to get this level. That's what I'd say, bro. Like, so I'll, I'll pass it over to you, Ki. You're so right, man. You're so right. I think for Kanye, it was just a matter of time. It was like, this is definitely going to happen. And to double back on what Stephen was saying about his relationship with his mum, his mum, when he goes to meet his mum, I think before he got signed to Rockefeller, and he sits down and she's... Me, me and Jenny spoke about this and she's like reciting his old school bars from like high school. That's his biggest nice fan. Yeah, That's big his biggest time. fan, you know. And like, I think, I think the, the relationship between uh, a black son and his black mother, like his mother, like, you can't take that for granted, you know. Like, I feel like I have a similar relationship with my mum in it where that's, that's my G in it. Like, big up to Sandra. I know you listen to us in it. Um, Auntie Sandra to you lot. But, she, <laughs> but she, 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 she um, raises me up, and when I see that, I was like, "Wow, man! Like that's some that's some true power right there." You know, she says something to him. She's like, "Ah, oh, the," she's like, "Kanye, a giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing in it." And I, I instantly got. I don't think he did at the time, and I'm sure he does now. But I was like, "Oh, like you don't even know when who you are." You know, like you just continue to move 
the way that you will, but people see you as the giant in it. And I guess he and he had the the confidence within him, and his mum gave him that confidence. But watching him in that documentary, you, as you see, you see a human being going through trials and tribulations. Someone who knows that his his talent is unmatched. You know, like is unmatched. But all he really wanted was a cosign or someone to be, to tell him. Recognition, isn't it? Recognition. Not just his mum, because his mum, like, you can hear that from your mum, yeah, and it will give you power. That will, don't get me wrong. But someone, someone from the scene that you're trying to break into, like, when man's in the Rockefeller building and man isn't getting no play of the woman in the office, she's like, by a part, she's getting a personal performance of All Falls Down. Do you know what that song does to me, bruv? All falls down. He's rapping it in your face and you're dismissing him. See you later. Scarface in the, in the studio. Jesus walks, um, instrumental comes on. He's like, turn that shit off. Pardon me? Big man, do you know what that song is? And it's just like, for me, it was like, you know what? Sometimes in this life, you can't listen to other people, man. You, you, you really can't listen to other people. If you've got an idea and it's got legs, you have to let it run. You've got to run with it because there's always going to be somebody who doesn't fuck with your vision or can't see it yet. And it was really interesting for me to see that like Kanye been telling you that it's wavy, but it took for other people outside of that circle to be like, Oh, and then people fucked with him, you know? And it was like, it was just, it was, it was super inspiring, man. Like I sat there and I was like, oh, this is mad. Like obviously you hear these stories. You've seen, like you've seen Kanye's come up. You've seen the type of, seen the man that he's become, he's turned into. But to, to be able to really watch that happen in front of your eyes, you see him grow from just being a guy with a dream to a guy signing deals as a rapper because that's what he wanted to be. He didn't want to be just a producer. That's what everybody knew him as. But he ended up following his dreams to become the rapper that he is today. I wanted to go back to what Stephen was saying about like documentation and um, where it potentially could go in the future. I think, yeah, you're right, Stephen, man. When you think about tech, we are documenting at a an alarming rate. There is so much things that are being captured by the day and by the second on different platforms and everything's becoming shorter and shorter. I think for me, like uh, the documentary or the genesis of people and ideas and, and where things come from will always stand the test of time because I think when you have a truth, people always want to know it. And I think right now, I think docu- right now, I think documentary is important because um, there are going to be people that are going to get lost in um, the next few, like not next few years, but in the next 10, 20 years, like we're not going to be able to tell you, like the stories from our families, like the histories of our families aren't going to be able to be told. The histories of like how we grew up, like before the internet aren't necessarily going to be told. I think documentation is going to be around for like maybe the next 20, 10, 20 years, maybe, who knows, maybe not. Could be less than that actually. But it is interesting that you say that because I think with everything that's going on in terms of social media, 
Like you can go back, you can be like, oh yeah, that that's the moment. But it's it the reason why I say it's important for truth is because um you only get a slice. You don't get a full picture in it. You only get like a snapshot of of something. But but that's why I'm curious how the the documentation of the future is gonna look like because now we're all trained to uh, essentially perform when there's a camera in front of us because we're we're used to it and like, mm-hmm. I was very very late but I watched Fire Festival uh, recently yeah, and I was yeah, just yeah. Like, how, what do you think of that? <laughs> that's a whole oh, that's a whole podcast in whole itself <laughs> that's, the podcast. that's the whole podcast series but, but um, but it was interesting because we are a generation that makes things look as if it is if it's even though it's not and I think the documentaries that I watch is kind of people being uh, real with it. And it's a realness. And I think, um, and now you see a man like Simon Levi. And uh, I don't think, uh, oh, the, I don't know if you've seen, um, the, was it? Yeah, and then Discovering yeah, yeah, Anna yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, we're increasing a generation of deception. Yeah. So Very true. Like, Very true. How do we get to the truth when there's so much... We are a generation of deception. And that's why I think this documentary cuts through because there's a realness and a truth. Like people are like, oh yeah, Kanye's crazy, Kanye's this, but they can see the genesis of everything. Yes. And everything, like you said, everything he is is what he has been. Mm-hmm. He hasn't he hasn't really shifted or changed, it's just his influence has grown and the amount of people can see it. So I'm that's why I'm just curious, is like what is the next version of here? Because I think we are masters of deception in it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And clout, my goodness! Oh, bro! So I that's don't, why I, I say, don't... like, you know, you know, before where you'd be in the studio and like, before, yeah. like, someone put a camera on you and you're just generally doing. What, now, we we we. How many times do we see like like guys when there's a camera on them, they they act in a certain way. Girls, we know what they're going to do. Someone's going to start twerking for a couple of minutes. and be like, hey, like, you know, we don't know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, but okay. right, but yeah, there's, okay, okay. there's there's like certain things like. <laughs> There's certain triggers like once the camera is on, yeah, you, like yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. Where, like, so I wonder how we're gonna get to the realness. Yeah, where yeah, you're like, almost like um, you're so used to performing, right? It's like from an early age, the camera's been stuck in your face, so it's like I've got to make sure that I put a certain persona out there. And you know what, actually, yeah, so, maybe just you're right, bro. people are crying on Snapchat, fam. People will literally put yeah. a camera there, show themselves crying, and then. That, that's, it's mad to me, fam. It's mad. But then, uh, and, oh, bro, do you know what's really interesting about that as well? I guess, like, the move into, like, these virtual worlds, isn't it? Like, you're almost, you're, you're making these, these avatars and you are projecting a version of yourself that you want the world to see. It's the same as social media. Like, you post whatever you want to, you want to see. I personally, as an individual, I respect, realness in it i respect the core of who somebody is but i guess you can't necessarily you won't necessarily know if that person you don't know that person or that person doesn't choose to share that part of their lives with you so i think like in terms of documentary or real documentary i don't know maybe maybe this is like one of the last things that you might see because of the the, the places that we're heading into as a society but i would hope me personally, I would hope that there there are people that are out there that still cling on to that realness without trying to chase the clout. Because for me, clout is, as you say, uh, Stephen, clout's killing our people, bro. And I don't just mean black people, I mean people all over the world, bro. People 
as you say, cry on, on, on IG or cry on Snap or, or TikTok or whatever for just for the likes or the views or chat shit just for the likes or the views. And I think for me, it's like, what is the, what is the, uh, like, what are, what's the real shit, bro? Like, I only resonate with realness. Go on, bro. And I think that's why this documentary is so cutting because it's a, it's a real, when you look at all the documentaries, they're just real. And I think um, the art of storytelling will never die because it's just ingrained right. in our culture, even from, um, even from um, days of the dinosaur, the Roman Empire, or, mm. you know, the Egyptians kind of documentary. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. It's all facts. Just earlier, um, <laughs> you made a reference to the Roman Empire, which is brilliant. That's why I'm laughing. I'm not, I'm not laughing at your, at your, at your facts, big no, facts. No, 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 straight away. So then it's like, um, oh, Oh, she is okay. Cool. Yeah. So just plug it in. So it's kind of like um, the realness will always be a USP, but I'm just wondering, like, in a world of that is so used to being um, fake or hiding themselves, like, how does that gonna translate itself in the in the future? You mentioned the avatars, you know, NFT, every metaverse, all of these places of virtual spaces, and so it's kind of like I'm interested and intrigued to see maybe like the art of documentation will evolve with like technology and it will be more of a futuristic or digital uh, experience but I'm just curious and I think like this is why these things these documentaries make such an impact because you kind of just see things in their raw aesthetic yeah. and yeah. raw nature yeah. there's no yeah. Yeah. there's no filter has been applied to that like like the camera work is very grainy at times and very raw like there's no filter there's no, no magical yeah, yeah there's no magical bunny like flying around someone's head or like there's no, no, there's none of that fam. it's just the really anti-snapchat isn't it fam? trust me it's, it's, a, it's a time it's a time go on Kwane sorry you're gonna say something no 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 it's just, a time just, it's a time leaning in. it's a time where um I guess we'll never get back in it. Like time has changed so much since then. Like obviously we've gone through the whole, well, we're still going through the pandemic as it is. And that definitely changed the way that we interact with people, the way that we are used to consuming content and even just like things online. It's got us kind of sticking in our house a little bit more. So it's almost like where, where do you even, what the, where do you even create? documentation like what what are you documenting are you documenting i don't know whether or not you're you're documenting yourselves or you're documenting um other people around you but when i was thinking about this documentary this kanye one i was like right it would have been sick for us to have like as out of home just like the genesis like those moments when we were in amsterdam or even when we we're in cameroon when we we're in barcelona just like documenting our our like come up do you know what I mean? Like, and have that because years, yeah, in years to come, even if we don't get to the heights in which we would love to, like, we can still look back and give that to like our family and our, our people that are close to us and say, this is what we was on at that time. You know what I mean? I think like for me anyway, like maybe documentation isn't for, isn't for the masses. Do you know what I mean? Maybe documentation is to ensure that your stories are told in a way that you can control and that you don't have to imagine that these things in fact i kind of like the fact that everyone has a camera on nowadays do you know what i mean like the fact that there was a camera on george floyd meant that he would someone was convicted it for changed his murder the world, didn't it? It changed the yeah, world it changed do you know what i'm world. saying yeah, do you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. so i feel like uh, yeah it, it maybe does change a little bit and it, do, it might look a little bit different in the future but i think like it's important to have these these things because i was talking to 
my, 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 my other uncle, my dad's brother, my uncle Stratty. And I was saying, I want to sit down with him and just chat about like his journey from like Jamaica to England. Because as I said, like in, 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 in years to come, if I don't have those stories somewhere, and if he doesn't tell them, I can't tell them on. But if I've got him, if I've got him sitting down and like maybe I've got a, a mic on or I've got like a, a feel, like a camera on him, like I can show that to my kids and be like, yo, this is your family. This is, this is his story. This is what happened. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's really, really important. You get me? Yeah. And this is a, this is an audio documentation yeah, that we've yeah, been doing. Yeah. So we've, exactly. We've been doc- We've been exactly. documenting everything. It's just predominantly audio. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just want to go on Sergi. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think about that sometimes when it's like, yo, like, I think I've said it on a pod before, but in years to come, someone could start from episode one yes. and come all the way to unhunt like, wherever we go to and be like, yes, bro, that's like, Uncle Kwame, that's yeah, Uncle Steven. Yeah, trust me. Chatting rubbish, Uncle Yan, Chatting yeah, rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Chatting rubbish to Uncle <laughs> K- Kieran and, um, and Uncle Steven and Uncle Yak. You know what I mean? Like, rubbish. Trust me. Uh, no, but like, um, yeah, because like we said before, like these aren't episodes that like, these are almost archives of the times we're living in. You understand? Yeah, trust, we, trust. We, we started in 2019, bro. A lot has yeah. happened since then. Trust me, bro. The world has changed because of uh, two things, mostly a racist cop and a, um, a global pandemic because of a virus. And other things to, to and other things. Oh, obviously, too, obviously, yeah, yeah, exactly. Course, that laid into that. And I'll yeah. say this to, to wrap up on my side. Like, um, I think mo- mo- I think mostly what we can take from mostly what we can take from like Jamal and Kanye is that we we that we live our life, but like there's one thing that we can't forget is like moments and memories. Do you understand? Yes. yes like yes, yes. you know, parties, all that. Yeah, but it's like who. Who, 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 who you are, who you were, and how people received you is really important. So, um, yeah, and then just also want to say, just we haven't we said it, but I haven't officially said it. Rest in paradise to Amen, Jamal bro. Edwards. Yes. Much thoughts to his family, Amen. his mother, and, and all his close friends and what have you. Um, yes, man. Thank you for yeah. that. I was going to say that too. No, no, no. Definitely, man. Um, yeah, man. It, it, it might be a little bit of a somber one, um, but. We felt it was important to talk about those things, um, especially Jamal. Thank you for tuning in to the Out of Home podcast. We will be back again next week. Uh, hopefully with Yaf. Um, I mean, big shout out to Yaf. Um, every single time, man. So, but you've been listening to the Out of Home podcast with your boys, Kieran, Kwame and Steven. And yeah, we out, man. Thanks for listening. Make sure, actually, make sure. If you're listening to us, make sure you rate, um, you know, you click that, not subscribe, but you rate the podcast and then give us a five star. We need yes. those numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But, um, shout out to, sh- shout out to like Kira, Kieran Kenlock, the um, Uber driver. Uh, five stars are us. <laughs> Much love. <laughs> Blessings. Hey, hey. you lot. You lot, the boys are crazy. crazy. Hey, come on. <laughs>
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.